Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Good, Mike. Back at work today. It was my, uh, my first day of non-childhood vacation or non-new kid vacation. Uh, normally, I'd say something along the lines of "Hooray!" but that's not a hoorayable offense. <laughs> no, I had to be reminded that today was Monday because I was like, "Oh yeah, I got to start work." I think next week. It was like, "Well, that's tomorrow, Chris." Like, oh, <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> okay, it's a good thing somebody pointed that out. Otherwise, I'd be on vacation again today too. Yeah, and you would have got a very interesting phone call, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I kind of kept on top of my work throughout my vacation. Like, you know, I'll respond to this. I'll ignore this one. I'll respond to that one. So. It wasn't too overwhelming, that's for sure. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Always a good time to not be overwhelmed when you get back from, from <laughs> no, a break. No, absolutely not. But uh, I'll be working from home for at least until June. And then from uh, from there, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, well, hopefully that uh, that works out for you for a while. I know over here, it's been a lot of like, let's get all the last minute stuff done for the big move. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed the shelves behind you are very barren, Mike. They are absolutely empty. There's like the only thing in this room besides those shelves, because there's nothing on the shelves. The only yeah. thing in the room is our office setup because we can't take that down until like the last minute. Right, right. So yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of packing. Hudson has decided, our cat, he's decided that uh, his new place to live is in a box on top of the pile of boxes. One of the things that we were told when we were booking the movers is we showed them off the storage unit that we had. Yep. And they, they made a note of a lot of items that were that were packed in a way to, let's get them out of here in a hurry. But they will not be handled by a moving company for fear of breaking them, essentially. Yeah. So yeah. so so we've been repacking a lot of things. Oh, that's fun. So we had a one of those like staples boxes that you buy like paper in, but just the bottom of the box, like it didn't have a lid. They won't take this. So we brought it home and we took everything out of it and we repacked it nicely in a nice box. And then we just kind of put the staples box on top of the pile of boxes. And now a cat lives in it. Oh, okay. Okay. So like every time we come downstairs now, I'm like, where is, where's Hudson? And he's in this box on top of the tile of boxes. <laughs> well, you're going to have to keep it once you move. That could be his new like thing, right? Yeah. His new spot. Maybe I'll put a, some, like a blanket in there and put it in a room for him. Yeah. Yeah. Have William write like Hudson's bed on the side or something. With the backwards like D. Yeah. The backwards E. Yeah. I got to have the backwards E always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But it's a lot of last minute things going on. We got all of our services switched in the last couple of days. And I had a scare with my cable setting up my internet because it basically sounded like I had not set it up correctly and had two accounts. And oh, okay. I, I had so I had to call them because basically it was I did it online and it was really funny because they were like, basically what happened was I tried to do it and it wasn't working. Like for whatever reason, it wasn't letting me do the final pay on on the thing so i went to their chat and i said hey is there any chance you can help me out here because it's not working and they're like yeah okay we can do it so they they walked me through it and we got it all set up and then they said uh, at the end i said at the end i'm like okay well i have two questions that were on how i was originally doing it that aren't working here and she's like okay what are your questions like, well, well number one there's a 29 dollar setup fee that according to the website you can waive it if you set it up through the website and she's like, yes, but because you set it up through the chat and not through the website, we can't waive that fee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Am I not still on the website? Like, what is going on? But she's like, but what I can do for you instead is I can offer you $15 a month off for the next year. And I'm like, I think I'll take the $15 over the $30 once. Right, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so that was a, that was a nice start. It, it made me like go like okay well now, now i don't feel so bad like about switching because i was at first i was like oh i just don't want to switch because it's going to be a pain in the ass and then when it wasn't letting me set up i'm like oh, all cable companies are scum and then this one was like oh, okay well now that you're doing this i feel a little bit better about the whole thing <laughs> but they sent me an email that was like hey we set your account up online you make sure you finish your registration by clicking this link so i clicked the link and it said this link has expired and i'm like hmm Okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It said that my account was set up under my email. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe if I just go in and change my password, it will work. 
So I I did that, and sure enough, it let me set up a it said, let me get in, log into account when I when I reset the password, and it said that I had no services, and I'm like, okay, does that mean that it doesn't populate until my services start, which will not start until June, or is this a screw up? Like, did I just create a brand new account with nothing in it? Right. Whatever. I'll I'll worry about it later. I think I did it right. A couple of days later, I get an email from from the company, and it's like, "Hey, don't forget to finish your registration." And I'm like, "Oh, damn it!" <laughs> so I had a, a very nice chat with uh, with somebody there, and they're like, "Oh no, you did set it up right. It just doesn't populate until your service kicks on." And I'm like, "Okay, good," because I here I am worried that I have two accounts now because it actually I did get an email that's like, "Hey, Mike, your account set up," and it had a different account number on it. Right. And I'm like, what, why, why do I have two? And they're like, okay, well, somehow you manage, and they're both on the same email. I don't know how this happened, <laughs> but she's like, one account is your, your account that has your stuff set to go on it. And the other account has nothing set up to it. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. As long as the one that I can access is the one that's getting my stuff and I'm not getting charged twice, I don't care. <laughs> like right, right. as long as the other one just exists and nothing happens to it, I don't care. But one of the other things that, that they said that they could do was they could cancel your existing service. And I was like, yes, please do that for me because I am not looking forward to canceling my current internet mm-hmm. because they will pull off every step that they can think of to make you stay. And I, I said, can you do this for me? And they're like, oh, well, no, we can only do that if you're transferring your service from that house to that house. So like if I was staying here and switching from one to the other, then they would do it. But because I'm moving, that's not an option. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that probably explains why it wouldn't let me go th- like finish it because I'd already signed up to do that. And she's like, oh, well, that shouldn't be right. We'll have to fix that. I'm like, cool. <laughs> I found a bug for you guys. Yeah. But so sure enough, yes, I did call my original cable company to cancel. And literally the person that picked up was like retention specialist Janet. And I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> What is this? Yeah. I, I literally told them I was moving to Texas to get them to try and stop upselling me. Oh, I, I always find I just like, no, I already purchased the other package. I'm not coming back. And they're like, oh, all right, then. That's, that's usually works for me. But well, that's what I ended up having to tell them again. Like, because they're like, I'm moving to Texas. And they're like, well, maybe there's something we can do. And I'm like, I've already purchased a thing in Texas. She's <laughs> like, oh, okay. But the one thing that was really funny is she's like, well, how about we transfer your service to another member of your family? And I'm like, no, no, all my family already has internet. They don't yeah. need my service too. And she's like, okay, well, if you think of somebody, like we can still do that. I'm like, okay, fine. If I think about it, I'll let you know. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm never thinking about this again. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just got to go through and I got to type everything up. And she disappears for like five minutes. And I'm like, why is this taking so long? All you need to do is put on a thing that says cancel my service on this date. Like this yeah. is literally all you need to tell me. And she comes back and she goes, so what I can do for you is I can give you your exact package for half the price you're paying for it now to somebody else for two years. And I'm like, why couldn't you give me the package that I had now currently at that price if you, <laughs> if, if you could do that? Yeah. Like what, what is this? So yeah, no. So I, I canceled it. I have the new package. I'm excited to have the new package because it's uh, it's that gigabyte internet that you talk yeah, about. Yeah, so that much. data boy, Mike. Welcome, yeah. welcome to the club. Is it gigabit up and down, or it just gigabit down? Down. I don't okay. know if it's. I think up is pretty it's high, like, but it's not a gigabit. It's not up quite. Yet. Either way, man, game changing for you, Mike. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. All of our all of when we do that stream in November, they're all gonna be excited too. Well, we're actually might have some news on that in the future. Not November. Maybe something else. Maybe something else. Gotcha. All right. Well, this is news to me, Mike. So we will talk after the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's not. You probably just don't remember because you had a baby. So could be. Yeah. So I didn't remember what day it was. Right. So. <laughs> this is this is true. But more information about some things like that at a future date. Anyway, so that's that's you know we we've been getting all of that stuff all squirreled away. Uh, we might have waited too late to get the power switched over, so we might not have power for the first few days that we have the new house, which is fine. We won't be living there until mm-hmm. June, so like we get, actually get the house on Thursday, uh, the day this episode goes live. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. We get to go out and sign our big lawyer documents and and final mortgage stuff at the bank. It's all going to be a lot of fun. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that sounds exciting, Mike. 
Mm-hmm. What a big, what a big life step for you. Well, I mean, it's the second time I've taken this step, but it's the yeah, but it's it's a bigger house, so it's it therefore a it's a house. bigger step. You know, you this know? is true. It is a bigger step, and it's also a from a house to a house. So there's all sorts of weird from a house stuff that I never had to do the last time when I moved from an apartment. Oh, like cancel your existing services and all exactly, that type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The the one thing that was really funny was today was the first day we received mail from the new owner. Oh, okay. Yeah, like like Laura went into the, the mailbox and she found this letter to the the new owner, and it was really funny because it was his cable package. <laughs> so so he's already set. He's ready to go. They right. already sent him his first bill. It looks like so. But yeah, yeah, exciting stuff going on over here. That has nothing to do with our kids, but why don't you tell me what's going on with you? You got two kids now. That's more exciting than than signing paperwork. That's right. Still have two, Mike. We've done a good job keeping him alive so far. You know, pat on the back. You know, for well, the- that is the credo of the show is to keep those kids alive. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. We're living up to expectations. I think for everybody. <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, no, everything is going pretty well. Wes has now regained all the weight that he lost after birth, you know, the sort of standard thing. So he's good to now to do his big, long sleeps during the day, because, of course, during the night, he wants to wake up every two hours, you know, much to his mother's chagrin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he he's doing well. He doesn't do much, Mike. You forget how boring babies are. You really do. So I take it Tiff's getting a lot of her stories caught up on. Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, <laughs> mostly, mostly she's mostly she's napping <laughs> when uh, when the baby is, is also napping. But yeah, like it's, I don't know about you, but when I look back on it, zero to three months and arguably zero to six months were all one big lump for me. You know, like in my brain, it's like, oh yeah, we did all the sleep training and all that stuff pretty like right away, and I was like, no. No, that didn't start till month three. And, you know, oh, he practically sat up right out of the womb. It's like, no, of course not. That was like five months in, right? Or six months in. And yeah, so it's like, you, you know, you, you think you remember all these things, but you do, but just in the wrong timeline. So it's kind of funny there. But Ben is still adapting to his baby brother. He's still being extremely helpful. It was pretty cute the other day. He was watching some TV and noticed that we had... Wes in his little bouncer chair, uh, but faced away from the television. So out of the blue, he gets up and grabs Wes's chair and moves him so he can see Paw Patrol on the TV. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, that's sweet. But we don't really want him to watch the TV. But, you know, it was sweet that you thought enough to like, oh, well, make sure my brother can watch this show that I really like, too. So I thought that was pretty cute. And he has this. Okay, so, Mike, we have a midwife. I think you did you guys do midwifery? Stuff we too. we did, but the way that William ended up showing up, the midwife right, was taken out of the yeah, yeah. She was removed from the equation at the last minute. Got it. Okay, so Ben, we spent a lot of time explaining that baby brother was in mummy's tummy, and like the doctor, and then the doctor is multiple people, and that includes the midwife, is that was going to take baby Wes out and, and everything like that. And somehow, Mike, he's got it in his head that. Every time the doctor comes, he is going to get put back in mummy's tummy. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where this has come from. But yeah, like the midwife came yesterday and he was all panicked that, you know, like, no, don't don't put me in mummy's tummy. Don't put me in mummy's tummy. It's like, who who told you this? Like, where did you hear this from? But uh, we've had to like calm his nerves and the midwife told him that, oh, no, no, you're not going back in mummy's tummy. And then makes a joke to me that I don't think mummy ever wants that. (laughs) (laughs) No, especially when you're your size. But uh, yeah, it's amazing what kids think up, you know, I'll never understand where they invent this stuff. And then we've talked in the past before, I think we have about the inside joke that is team Chris. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where every team I'm on just becomes Team Chris. Doesn't matter if it's one person or 100 people. It's always Team Chris. So Ben has really gotten into this whole team thing. So we're like, no matter what we're doing, we're, we're Team Lawn Cutter or we're Team, you know, Soccer Player or whatever, right? That's whatever we're doing. So I, for whatever reason, said, oh, well, we're Team Blonsky doing this thing. He's like, no, no, we're Team Daddy Blonsky. And I'm like, ooh, should I? Just tell him it's Team Chris. It's Team Chris. <laughs> Get him started on the right foot right away. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, Mike, that's kind of, that's all we've been doing. You know, everything I think is going pretty well. I can't complain. So we'll see what life is like You know, when I do have to eventually go back into the office. But so far, so good, you know? Yeah. 
Well, it's funny actually that you're talking about the weird things that kids think of. Cause we actually, we went to the park by our new house with William's cousins. Okay. And we, he doesn't get to spend a ton of time with his cousins. So it was a nice treat to, to be able to see them. And they all had a grand time at the park. And, and some things that were really great was his younger cousin, because he's got two cousins, Finch and Everett. His younger cousin, Everett, there was a point when they were walking from, because the, the new park has two parks at different ends. While they were walking from one park to the other park across the field, Everett and William held hands. And as they walked, Everett started relaying life advice to William, like just <laughs> telling him things about life. And the only thing that either of us heard was that he was telling him to stay away from dandelions because that's where bees come from. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, Well, you know what? It's not, he's not wrong. They don't come from them, but they exist on them. Yeah. But he, he, he said that, and that was really funny. And then also we went to, so we go to this park and William is kind of playing He's playing with his cousins, but not with his cousins. You know, like he's just kind of having fun at the park because they're having fun at the park. And also his his oldest cousin, who's like five and a half, there's another boy there who's like six. And he, this boy who's like six is like, oh, there's someone here my size to play with. It's not all babies. So he's loving it. And he's following Finch around. And, and the two of them are talking. Well, Everett is being left behind because he's not playing with either of them. So he starts wandering off. And I'm the closest one to him. So I, I, I start walking with him. I'm like, hey, where, where are you going? And he's like, oh, you know, just going to walk on the trail. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just tell Ever I just text like dad. And I'm like, I think Everett's a little jealous that no one's playing with him. So we're going to go for a walk. So we, we're going for this walk around the park. And while we're going for the walk, he, he starts busting out all of these nuggets of child knowledge that I just like, what is this? Where are you, where are you pulling all of this from? Like, like the, the exact same stuff as the Ben thing. Perfect example. He's like, I asked him because a Robin flew in front of us. I'm like, did you see a Robin? And he's like, yeah, did you know Robins are, are magical? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> they're, they're magical. I didn't, <laughs> I was, yeah. I wasn't aware. Well, how, how are they magical? And he's like, well, if you ever touch one's wings, it will never fly again. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's very dark. Wow. Thank you for, thank you for that. And then he asked me if I knew about finches, which is, you know, his brother's name is Finch. And I said, yep, yeah, no, I know about finch birds. And he's like, they're also magic. And I'm like, really? How, how are they magic? He goes, if you touch one on the head, it turns invisible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can I can understand like the the Robin one. Uh -huh. you know, it sounds like a spur of the moment thing that his father or mom told him to make sure he didn't touch the bird. But the invisible one, uh, I'm not, I don't know that one. <laughs> yeah. So then it continues on, and as we're walking along, he asked me to explain what football goalposts are, and I mean, my answer might as well have been a lie, because I don't really know that much <laughs> about football. I made it up as best I could. I, I hope I got at least something right. But he, he invited me to his birthday, which is in October. Okay. And he also said that Auntie Laura and William are also invited, but I wanted to make sure you knew. I'm like, okay, well, thank you for letting me know several months early. <laughs> he also informed me that he's really good at juggling. Oh, okay. And I said, I said, okay, how, how, how many balls can you juggle at once? He responded, a billion Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Awesome. <laughs> that seems that seems quite possible. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like a billion balls. That's that seems like a lot of work. How do you how do you keep all those balls up in the air? And he's he's like, Well, you glue them all together and that's how you do it. So <laughs> so we've all been juggling wrong. We just yeah, yeah. the secret is to glue all the balls together and then just pass them around. Mm -hmm. That's 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 the way to juggle. And I, I I guess my favorite thing of anything that was said the entire time we were at the park was when he pointed out that I had a beard. And uh, and I said, yes, I, I do have a beard. And he's like, yeah, my daddy has a beard too. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, he does. And he's like, yeah. Do you know my daddy? <laughs> never met the guy. <laughs> no, I've never met my brother in 37 years. Yeah. Uh, but yes, that was, that was really funny that he just asked me if I've ever met my brother before, <laughs> which yeah. is really odd because there's been numerous occasions where I've been in the same location as both <laughs> of them. So it was very, 
Very interesting. But yeah, just as you said, it was just really funny that, that they, they say such weird things. And since then, William has all been about his cousins. Like he woke up this morning and we're like, you ready to go to school? And he's like, no, park with cousins. And we're like, okay. <laughs> hey, that's good though. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting because he will get to spend some more time with cousins too. We have recruited the, the help of aunt and uncle Tim and Ashley to, uh, to take William for a few days while he, not like overnight, but mm-hmm. you know, here and there, watch him for an afternoon while we get the house set up once we've moved. So. Yeah, so he'll have a lot of time to spend with cousins very soon, I'm I'm sure. Yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah, Ben's always asking about Henry and, and Carson, like his other cousin. So it's, it's the one it's you cute. forgot existed? Well, the one time I forgot existed, yes. <laughs> but I since rectified that so that problem. But uh but yeah, I know he's always asking about them all the time. So it is cute. Here's a question for you, Mike. Mm-hmm. When when Derek and I are hanging around with the boys, so so Henry and, and Ben, what do you refer to your brother as because this is the problem i've come into is we're talking i talking to both the boys at the same time and it's like well i can't say dad because that confuses ben yeah and i can't say uncle Derek because henry doesn't know who uncle Derek is presumably he yeah he knows daddy <laughs> yeah he knows daddy so i've sort of settled on uncle dad <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Dad. <laughs> Uncle Dad. <laughs> Best of both worlds. So I, I just wanted to know, do you well, what do you call what do you call Tim when it's that situation? You got one of one of his boys and you got your boy. That's a or good at least question. or both of his boys. Yeah. That's a good question. I feel like I haven't had the occasion yet. Okay. Like it's not like if I'm with one of them, I'm with and and with my brother, I'm usually like, hey. Listen to your dad or something like that, you know? Right. It's always your dad is what he's referred to as. It's never... Yeah, because William... I find William tends to stick to his aunt and and Laura's over there. Okay. You know, like we... It's tends... It's not on purpose or anything. It just... I find that's what ends up happening is usually my brother and I are watching his kids and, and my wife and his wife are watching our kid. Right. So, yeah. So, I guess I haven't really had that occasion to be Ooh, like, okay. yeah, dwell on it, dwell on it, Mike. Get back to us. But I don't know. I don't know what the correct solution is, <laughs> or just never. Just what about that guy? Go talk to that guy, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Who's this guy? Ask, ask them. You know, just just thumb at him. This guy. <laughs> that's that's the yeah. yeah. Anyway, Mike, think about it. Let us know what the answer is. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll both forget to ever bring this up again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, that's how we usually do all these uh, follow-up questions. <laughs> we never follow up on them. We're really good at podcasting, Mike. Really. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, hey, if it's, you know, how what tiny nugget about the PlayStation Vita store, we can follow up on that three weeks in a row. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actual parenting stuff. No, 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 no. we don't want that. To be fair, there's really not a lot going on in the world of the PlayStation Vita store. I don't know why I keep bringing it up, especially because they've actually since come out and said that uh, there is no more. They're not actually, even though the stores are still open, they're never going to let the deadline for for games to be submitted is still the same deadline. They're not going to let new games. So even though the store is open and you can still buy shit off it, there ain't going to be any new shit. So it's like half a win you know <laughs> yeah everybody got their way kind yeah. of yeah yeah so that's the best of both worlds sony doesn't have to worry about this old store as much and people can still buy what's already there i guess <laughs> anyway forget that we have more interesting playstation news to talk about did you know that the playstation vr2 is coming no but I do now. Okay. Well, the PlayStation VR 2 <laughs> is coming. It does not. I mean, I asked you the question. I asked, yeah. did you know? And you said no. So it's not like you're, you know, you're wrong here. It's not something you keep an eye on as it, as it is. Like, you know, you're, you're a PC guy. So you probably, if when it comes to VR, if the thought has ever crossed your mind about like, oh, perhaps I would like to do some VRing, you, you would think of, you know, either an Oculus or uh, HTC Vive or something along those lines. Yeah. If if it suited your fancy. I know in the past you've told me that you, you've you gone to some bars or back when those existed and uh, and, and went and, and used VR in like a party location. Mm-hmm. But, but if you were to think of considering buying one yourself, you would probably be thinking more PC, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe this will change your mind. Okay. But I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> so PSVR 2 was, was announced... 
they haven't called it like it doesn't have a name it's just the new playstation vr but everybody keeps calling it psvr2 because it's easier until it has a real name so they announced it and then i remember when they first announced it i was like well we won't gonna we're not gonna hear about that for a while because there was literally no pictures of the device at all or anything like that there was no talk of a release date price anything like that and i'm like we're probably not gonna hear about this for like a year and then like a month later, they were like, look at the controllers. And it was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, like they, <laughs> they had these new controllers that they were showing off and they were these, they're very similar to what you'd see some of the other guys have. They're, they're not the same. It's not the PlayStation move with the glowy tops anymore. It's they're sort of like, like, it's got like the hand, like the trigger, some thumb buttons and like a big old disc on the top. Exactly. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what they, they, what they look like. And then since then, it's been pretty much radio silent. And that that's just, this, this is what I was expecting. It was that they weren't going to talk about it for a while after they talked about this. Well, supposedly, there's been a lot of leaks in the last few days about how impressive this PSVR 2 may be. And I mean, just to kind of give, it, give you an idea of how it is, the device is now hooked up to the PS5 through the USB-C port in the front of the system. Right, which, which is great. Which is great. And it's all through one wire, which contrary to what the they did on PlayStation 4, the VR came through a box that plugged into the back and then you plugged your HDMI into the box and, and it was all this crap and there was this extra thing. Like I know, actually I shouldn't say I know because I only know who one person who has it and I haven't talked to them in a while. So I don't <laughs> know if, they, if they've ever used, have been using it or if they sold it or what. But every time I hear anyone talking about it, whether it be on a podcast or anything like that, they're like, I don't use it because it's such a pain in the ass to set up. So a much simplified setup would make it a little more user friendly, probably get more people using it more often. So just the one cord going in and out. The the way it was described is it goes, it's coming from the front, which like the front to me says like in the middle of the visor which that doesn't seem good, but I, I suppose on how it would be implemented would be... It could... Well, all those VR things have like a headset, so maybe the cable plugs in the front and then it kind of like loops over your forehead and then the top of your head. Could be something like that. Although a weird stylistic choice, but... I mean, I guess it's... Cause so that's the one thing I heard was it's hard to turn around because the cords are in the back. Mm-hmm. So maybe this makes it easier somehow. I don't know. But... Unlike the original, which used the camera to track motion sensors on the camera or on the VR unit itself and the controllers, it is all done in the helmet now. Like there's actually like cameras on it, similar to the Quest and and how that one works. And then it's all done through that. So it all takes the information from where you're you're looking from those cameras. So a lot more impressive than the the motion tracking because that was the thing with the motion tracking with those lights on the front turning around again was a problem because you turn around and the game would have no idea where you went because right. it suddenly lost track of the the tracking the eye tracking or not the tracking but the uh, this the screens in it are 2000 by 2040 per eye screen now, it's pretty impressive, yeah. Yeah. Now, to put that in comparison, the Oculus Quest 2 offers 1832 by 1920 per eye. So okay. it's it's better. I don't know. I don't want to say it's a lot better. I mean, I haven't used the, the Quest 2, so I can't say what the difference is. But compared to the original PlayStation VR, that's a huge upgrade. Like the original is like 900 by something. Oh, so it's, yeah, not, not even 1080p kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, sorry. 960 by 1080 was the original. Okay. So, yeah, so that that's that's way better. Some of the things that it says that it includes is it has eye tracking as well, like pupil tracking, so that say where you're looking, say you look to your left, everything on your right, the game processing drops in that area. So like the stuff that you're looking at is clearer and more high def and the stuff that you're not looking at can be low res and and you know if oh, it's just in your peripheral, awesome. so it frees up a lot of the the horsepower for yeah. For, that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And another thing that they said that that this does as well is this is all like the eye tracking can also be used like a VR chat style situation. Mm-hmm. So say you and I are both in a VR chat, and you know I'm Commander Shepard, and you're I don't know Knuckles the Echidna, 
or something like that, <laughs> it, it would track where you're looking and your character's eyes would move around accordingly, which is pretty neat and a little mm-hmm. more natural, a little less uncanny valley. That's for sure. Yeah. like It also has uh, this other thing. It's hard for me to talk about it because I don't know how to pronounce this. Fovate, foveated, foveated rendering. Does that sound like it makes sense? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. It, wor- it I, works today. I, it is. It is exactly the pronunciation for the sake of this argument. Yeah. Well, it, it, to dumb it down for you, the foveated rendering is similar to what we were talking about with the eye tracking, but it's peripheral vision. Okay. So the stuff in your peripheral vision will show up, but it will be less detailed because obviously, yeah, sure. You know, you're not going to be. Look at it because that's the thing. Like the way that it runs right now, the current PlayStation VR is it renders everything all the time, even mm-hmm. if you're not looking at it. And now it's like, oh, yeah, no, it can unload some work here because you're, that's over there and, and things like that. So this is all coming from people who said that they've been briefed by Sony engineers about what it does and things like that. This is not from an official Sony source or anything like that. But if that's the case, that's still pretty impressive stuff it sounds pretty cool is there any leak or estimate on the price yet not yet there's no leak on a price or a leak on a date although yeah. actually something that was said very recently that that got a lot of people like wait what that made it us think that it was coming a little sooner than anyone was anticipating mm-hmm. was that gabe newell I mean, I, th- I think you probably know that Gabe Newell is currently trapped in New Zealand. Right. And he's been trapped in New Zealand since the pandemic started. I guess he was there on vacation, New Zealand locked down, and he's been there ever since. Yeah, and he's decided to stay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And recently, he was doing a, a he went to a college and did a, like a speaking engagement there. And somebody asked him, are you guys going to, Valve going to go back into the console space anytime soon? And he's like, actually, sooner than you think. Like, because actually, somebody specifically asked him about PlayStation, and he said, "We will be looking into that sooner than you think." And somebody's like, "How soon?" And he's like, "End of this year, probably." And people have taken that to mean that Half Life Alex is going to be on this new PSVR because what was the last game Valve published? You know, like <laughs> that's one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was there was that. And but also like, I mean, what are the what's that card game? The Dota card game? Like, that's oh, not going to be that's yeah. not going to be what they're hyping up. Right. Like the, mm-hmm. the only thing that makes sense is Half-Life Alex. And that would be that would be huge if Half-Life Alex came to the PSVR, too. Yeah. And well, my understanding, again, I haven't played Half-Life Alex, but it is generally referred to as the best VR game out there not necessarily like the most fun like i know beat saber is quite popular that kind of thing but in terms of like an immersive experience like an actual sort of triple a game it's the best um and i know they've announced a sequel or they're teasing a sequel or something like that for half-life alex so maybe that would also end up on the playstation 5 which would be pretty sick what better way to get people interested in your half-life alex sequel than by releasing half-life alex one to people who have not been able to play it right like yeah exactly like there's been a lot of talk with that's why there's all of these playstation games there's you know there's a couple now that have gone to pc like horizon zero dawn there's a reason that horizon zero dawn went to pc and it's because there's a sequel coming right it's it's the same thing with when they were doing the the free giveaway because like for they do they were doing their play at home initiative where they were giving away free games well two of the free games that sony gave away because they also gave away a couple a few third-party games that they i'm sure they licensed out but two of the games they gave away was ratchet and clank which has a sequel coming in june and horizon zero dawn which has a sequel coming later this year like why wouldn't you release your old game which is old out to a new audience so it's new to them to hype what you might have coming down the pipeline. No, exactly. Well, and I mean, again, I'm not an expert on VR stuff, but I feel like it's the same games over and over and over. Everybody only plays the same dozen games. So yeah, to 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 introduce a Half-Life series to PlayStation gamers, it does make a lot of sense. I would be on board. So is this something, Mike, like, I, I don't know how into VR you are. Like, I know you've gone to that same vr cafe that i went to you know would this be something that you would buy or you know would half-life alex be that tipping point for you to consider it as long as the price is reasonable let's say 500 bucks 600 bucks 
it's hard to say because that's really the the big thing it yeah. is 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 it's price for something that I might not use very often. Right. And like, that's, that's part of the reason why I don't own one now is because like, I was like, is there going to be experiences that I would like to play on it? As a matter of fact, I own a few games that have PSVR in them as like side modes and stuff like that. So if I did get a PSVR right away, I would have games that I could play on it. But still, there isn't anything that's been like, you know, driving me to get it because it's kind of like, you know, like when do I have time to do something normally, let alone hop into a, you know, a game that takes, you know, 20 minutes of chord setup before I can even start. Right. 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 Yeah. Cause I have like, I have a few games like Rise of the Tomb Raider and Resident Evil 7 both have VR modes in them. And I actually have a friend who, the, the friend I know who has a PSVR, they borrowed Resident Evil 7 from me. And when they brought it back to me, they were like, here you go. And I'm like, really? That was fast. You beat it so quickly. And they're like, oh, no, I only made it to the first part and then quit. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. So I guess it's a very different, a very different experience in, in VR, which is surprising that, that Resident Evil Village, which actually just released and apparently is very, very good, uh, didn't have the VR mode this time after it was kind of included. Because like, that's the thing. Resident Evil Village and Resident Evil 7 are both from a first person perspective, which the rest of the series is not. And that's why it was so easy to put seven into VR because it was already in first person. And mm-hmm. I was actually very surprised that they didn't do that right off the bat with eight. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is hard to say. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm no VR expert, but I find the first person games weird. Like the sort of the tower defense style games are awesome in VR. You stand still, you move around in a very small area and it's great. But sort of the immersive like walk around the world thing, I don't feel like VR has nailed that down yet. I don't know what the answer would be short of some sort of like 360 degree treadmill thing that you have to buy. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe just those games while they sound like a great idea, aren't fantastic for VR. I, I don't know. Or maybe we just haven't had the right method or the right input thing or something like that. Yeah. Like a, a game that I actually do have because PlayStation gave it away for free very mm-hmm. recently was the Astrobot rescue mission, which is Astrobot, who's in the, the PlayStation five demo thing that, that comes with it. He has a, he has a VR game and apparently it's like, it's basically people mentioned were when it was being reviewed, people talked about it like, this is for VR what Mario 64 was for VR. Like, this is a Mario 64 style platformer. In oh, VR. okay. Yeah. And supposedly it's very good. And I have not played it because I do not have a VR headset. Like, that's that's a game that I would love to to be able to try. I mean, it's it's not this this it's it's very different in the sense that it is a platformer, and you are essentially like you're the camera. A, yeah, you're like the camera and like a god sort of like i think i might be wrong on this because i haven't played it so i don't know mm-hmm. for sure but i feel like you are like a big robot because astrobot's a little robot sure yeah you are looking down on him and watching him as he does stuff and you like help him and, and move things around and stuff that's that's what I, I i assumed but really like the thing that surprises me that sony hasn't done yet which i believe is something that's possible on pc is the event style stuff where it's like go to a hockey game oh yeah and you you sit in the virtual seats or something yeah like i feel like that's the thing that really is going to get the more common people to start adapting these vr helmets on on mass is like you know let people go see concerts that they that they like you know like oh i i'll never be able to afford to go see you two in person so i'll I, I, mean, I don't know. It's, I know. I just liked, I liked the band choice that you picked out of the air. Yeah. I picked out a band that I could think of that would have really expensive tickets. Yeah. I yeah. feel like, I mean, I don't know anything. You two, I, who talks about you two anymore? Maybe you two's tickets are dirt cheap. I don't know. <laughs> but I, it's the first one I could think of that yeah, might be yeah. expensive. So, you know, you, you pay half the price to, to watch it virtually and you're in the front row and you can move from spot to spot and, and see, you know, well, now the edge is over here playing his guitar and then now you pop back over here and you can watch Bono for a little bit. And, oh, yeah. Bono ran to the other side of the stage. Well, let's go pop back over there and watch him. Like that would be, you know, it doesn't have to be you two. It could be anyone. Yeah. But I feel like that would be a very interesting experience. That does sound interesting, right? Because my first instinct when you brought up, it's like, yeah, you know, hockey game, you know, 
is it that much better than just watching it on the TV, right? I mean, probably no, but the concert experience, that would be different. Like you'd be right up and personal and you can get on the stage or, or whatever, go to a bunch of you know predetermined locations, obviously. That would be really neat. Well, the one thing that I remember a while ago is that WWE had VR things built into its rings. And I don't know because I haven't watched it in a very long time. I, I stopped watching WWE. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they still do that, but I remember that they had these things that were on the walls that you would watch the matches from from these VR cameras and, and like you were in the front row. Yeah. So, I mean, like, why not do that? Well, you know, well, go to a UFC event and put yourself on the edge of the cage or something like that. You yeah. Know, things like that. The, the possibilities are probably a lot bigger than we think they might be. Yeah. No, that, that's a great that's a great idea, Mike. You should go work for PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> I should. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, you you've got your big basement coming up. Sounds like you could build a little PlayStation or uh, no, wait, you're going to build a PlayStation area, but a VR area in there. I could make sure that my coffee table is very easily movable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, perhaps I perhaps I could, you know, get one of those little mannequin heads. Not a, not a creepy one with a face, but like one of the ones that's blank and then yeah. put the helmet on it when I'm not using it. Yeah, it'd be perfect. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Now, how to segue from that into our next topic, I don't know. <laughs> just, just go for it, man. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Segways are hard. Twitter, speaking of rumors about things, there's been a rumor that's been going along for a little bit since Twitter acquired Scroll not too long ago. Do you know who Scroll is? No, I don't. So Scroll is a $5 a month subscription service that removes ads it's an ad blocker okay but the idea is is that it's an ad blocker that is legal the the sites are opting in for a cut of the money to have their ads removed and so twitter bought that and when that happened i remember seeing a lot of people talking about like this is their first step to doing their own subscription service like twitter is going to have its own subscription tier very soon Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of rumors as of late, like a, a leak, so to speak, that this subscription-based Twitter is coming. And the name is apparently Twitter Blue. I guess that's kind of the YouTube red naming scheme. Right, yeah. But uh, Twitter Blue is priced at $2.99 US a month, and it includes features like undo your tweet, which, I mean, I just use the delete button. <laughs> like you know like uh, yeah isn't, isn't yeah. that an undo tweet but i mean mm-hmm. is it undo in the sense of like you get to make edits because that's something that a lot of people have asked for is to edit their tweets you can add collections so you can save and organize your own tweets or other tweets into collections so that they're easier to access so say for example if you were like me and you follow a lot of artists on twitter and they put up art tips. And I'd be like, oh, that'd be good to, to, to hold on to. You put it in your collection of art tips. I mean, I'm sure we all know that everyone's going to be using these connect- collections to look at porn. But, you know, like, <laughs> that's... <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even need to... Yeah. I don't even need to, to try and explain that away. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a couple of the things that it's su- supposed to... Do additionally, obviously, since they acquired Scroll, the ath- assumption would also be that it would remove ads from your your Twitter feed as well. And like, I don't know, just based off of that, is there a ton that you know, like that doesn't really no ads and put your tweets into a collection. I mean, I feel like you just do that for a, with a spreadsheet and, and it'd be free. You know, is that enough for you to to want to do the subscription? No, I, I was going to say no. I that that it it really doesn't bring enough to the table. The only thing interesting there for me is the edit button, and I am not nearly popular enough, you know. To if I you know spell the wrong there, I'll just delete the tweet and redo it, right? Because I don't have millions of followers who are going to snipe on that right away. Yeah, nobody's going to like the tweet or quote tweet it before you've had a chance to read yeah it exactly it. right and as, as fam- famously popular as we are as podcasters you know with our like 35 followers <laughs> you know we, it's not a problem for us but like from a regular user perspective i, I don't know I, I agree with you the only one that was kind of interesting was the collection part and if it really means that much to you just 
you know, copy and paste the tweet and put it in something or take a screenshot and save it somewhere on your own desktop. You know, I, I just and I, I don't find the advertisements on Twitter to be overwhelming or intrusive. Maybe you have a different opinion on that. But to me, you know, they kind of fit in where they're supposed to fit in. Like, I, I don't feel like what the hell is this doing in my feed? You know, they, they line up with my interests, generally speaking. And so are your interests Doge coins? Because that's literally all I can advertise on Twitter is Doge coins. <laughs> I, I follow some investors. So it makes sense that I would see that kind of stuff. But. Right, right. But yeah, I don't know. I I think the biggest problem that Twitter has is that Twitter is an extremely basic, simple premise. And it's like, there's just not that many add-ons that you can add to it that would enhance the already extremely simple experience that you have, right? I think what they really need to add to a subscription service is to remove all the toxic shit that they show me whether I want to see it or not, because I feel like 90% of my feed these days is people I don't know because they are either liked or retweeted by somebody else. I know Mm -hmm. bitching at somebody else or pointing out somebody else being shitty or, or something. And it's kind of getting to the point where I kind of want to stop using Twitter because it's, it's, it's a lot. Like, I feel like I need a mental health break from Twitter. I I hear you. I went through my Twitter and my Instagram account the other day and just purged. Like, you know, I I follow a lot of stuff and I can't get rid of Twitter because it's fantastic for my work. So I've got to keep it. But I went through and removed maybe 100 accounts that I was following because... You know, they do that. They they like stupid, irritating stuff or every other post I read from them is, you know, some sort of inflammatory thing or screaming about something dumb. It's like, I don't I don't care to see this. So I, I went and called all my things. And, you know, if you want to talk about Twitter feature, maybe you could have a thing where you pay five bucks a month and you can just say, like, click the are you f-ing kidding me button and it like <laughs> blocks them you're paying to ban them from the service for six hours or something mm-hmm. i would a hundred percent pay the five dollars for that service that would be pretty sweet but uh yeah no i i, I agree social media is is brutal it's mm-hmm. it's brutal i didn't even post about the birth of my own son on facebook because i'm i'm done with facebook so you know but did you post it anywhere else instagram perhaps no uh, no, I think I posted. I posted on Instagram. I did post on Instagram, which I know is owned by Facebook. I understand the the hypocrisy of the whole situation, but I don't mind. I don't mind Instagram because for the most part, I follow sports and dogs, and then my my friends, and that's it. So. <laughs> I, I enjoyed recently. There's a guy I, I follow who I used to work with, and he's he's very private in the sense that like he posts that he plays paintball unlike a league more than he posts anything about his own personal life. Yeah. So I remember the one day that I was looking through stories because he's got a kid. His, he's got a kid that was born right around the same time as William. And I'm, I'm flipping through his stories and there's this picture and there's no words or anything. It's just a picture. And I look at it and I'm like, there's a brand new baby. Is that his baby? And I message <laughs> him and I'm like, did you have another kid? And he's like, yeah, that's my daughter. And I'm like, I didn't even know you had, like your wife was pregnant. Like I had <laughs> no idea because he never, I went through, I went through his Facebook and I went through his Instagram. He never once posted that his wife was pregnant. And it was like, where did this kid come from? Like, just <laughs> bam. And, and the funny thing was, is he's so like private in that sense is that he posted a picture from his wedding because it was his anniversary. Okay. And one of my friends posted, like she she messaged me and she's like, did he have a maskless wedding? And I was like, no, no, no. These are like his anniversary pictures because I'm pretty sure that dude got married like years ago. Right. And, and sure enough, we actually looked back. He, he got married like two years ago. And then it was like, surprise, here's, you know, <laughs> he just posted his wedding pictures with no, like no context. Yeah. Just, just reposted them. And I'm like, there's not a single person in these pictures with masks. Nobody's <laughs> social distancing. It was very, very surprising. But yeah, that's funny. No, I mean, I, I don't post very often on Instagram either. I think I went and counted one day and I posted like 
25 or 30 pictures of Ben since he's been born total. I post like once a month, maybe. I don't post very often, but I don't I don't I don't need those likes in my life. I was a big fan when they turned off all the like stuff on there. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I post stuff and it's just like I didn't get any likes. I thought I'd get a couple likes and then I feel really <laughs> sad. And then I feel like I shouldn't feel sad about that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's just like the spiral of like, why am I sad about that? You know, and then it's like, but, but, but nobody liked it. I made a nice, funny yeah, joke. Don't any of my friends like me? Yeah. Yeah. I thought my friends followed me. Nobody <laughs> likes me. Yeah. It just makes you wonder how awful it is to be a teenager right now. Or maybe oh, basically any kid, you know, how old do you have to be? Like 10 and over, 12 and over? Maybe. Oh, did I tell you, actually? Did I tell you about the kid? Because we found this out. The kid that's moving here. Mm-hmm. into our house has tiktok okay and we found his tiktok account and he does like pranks oh god the worst kind of videos oh yeah yeah prank videos and he had like twenty thousand followers and i'm like are you serious he's just doing these dumb pranks they're not even <laughs> that good and then he got banned Oh, <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so he started over again. We found his new account, and in what, so he, he's doing his, his pranks again. But, yeah, so I, the last one I watched, I was like, oh, this is when it crosses the line from being like, ha-ha, it's a playful kid doing it for the lulls, to like, oh, no, like you really are making dangerous content. Right, for, right. You know, for, for, the, for the TikTok likes, like – I feel like because his new content wasn't getting as many views as his old stuff was mm-hmm. before he got banned. And I'm like, I feel like this is a response to that to be like, if I do something real crazy, then people will really start start sharing it. And it's like, oh, buddy, what are you doing? Like now it's a, there's a difference between doing something silly that somebody's going to go home and to their wife and be like, do you know what this kid said to me versus like you're running and round in traffic and stuff like that. Like, cause that's, that's the point he's reached is he's running around in traffic. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I really don't like the prank videos. Like I enjoy the ones where both people walk away laughing at the end. You know, there was one, I think they have like the, the pillow fights in the street. It's like, that's a good prank because you're just having this goofy ass pillow fight or whatever. But the ones where you like walk up and hoof some guy in the nuts and say, I pranked you. It's like, yeah, yeah. no, no, that's assault brother. You know, like, It's a prank, bro. It's a prank. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Chill out. It's just a prank. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're really getting really depressing here at the end of this episode, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here in the dark, all sad. I'm in the dark because my room is hot, and I'm keeping the lights out to not sweat my balls <laughs> off. But, but yeah, I'm just sitting in the dark, all sad. Hmm. No, no, I think it's a. It's, I think it's a good place to to end so that i can just go be alone with my thoughts my sadness and then i can write poetry and you don't understand me dad (laughs) very convincing mike wow yeah wow well you know it was my life no it wasn't it was not (laughs) Uh, but yes i think that will do it for this week's episode of part-time nerds full-time dads you can follow along with our adventures in parenting at part-time nerds full-time dads.com as well as on apple Podcasts, google play spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, Castbox, and all your favorite podcasts and services if you want to get a hold of us you can let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong you can send an email to the dads at part-time nerds full-time dads.com or reach us on our twitter or facebook accounts at pt nerds fd dads we'll be back next week with more dirty dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to be giving any whatsoever until next time i am mike and i'm chris we'll talk to you again as soon